0: Welcome to Out of Home Insider, the first podcast for media and marketing executives all about how to create alchemy in the real world. That is the blending of marketing art and marketing science to create memorable brand experiences with measurable impact that's what this episode is going to be all about is measurable impact this is the measurement episode Uh, I've been sitting on this one for a little bit and with the last two episodes that came out with the the episode the recap of uh, the conversation with Mary Perella and then the recap of the conversation with Brooke Armagenis uh, I really felt like now was the time to put measurement into the conversation and and if you kind of go back and listen to those two episodes and pair it with this one I think that you're gonna have a really nice um foundation for the modern out-of-home conversation, which is audience-based, which is including things like measurement. So this episode, this is the deep dive into measurement. From tip to tail, we are going to set a foundation for ongoing conversations about quantifying the impact of of out-of-home. And here's the thing, it's not going to be one size fits all. It's going to be a little bit bespoke, but it's going to follow a framework. And this is going to be the episode that outlines what that framework should look like and how to set up a successful measurement system uh, that makes sense. So to qualify this a little further, what we're going to discuss here is really probably the first time that I think all of these concepts have been laid out in one place with a methodology applied to them, uh, or at least some guiding principles. So I hope that this conversation brings you tremendous value wherever you sit in the out of home equation. Whether you're selling media, whether you're buying media, whether you're a brand listening to this, curious about how can I measure out of home and its impact to my overall mix. And there's one secret to measurement that most folks miss or just get wrong, and it's absolutely a disservice to your clients. It's a disservice to your partners. It's definitely a disservice to yourself to not figure it out. And I'll share exactly what that is with you in this conversation. So the best way I know how to talk about measurement is with a story. So let me take you back to the summer of 2019. I was working at Adams Outdoor in eastern Pennsylvania selling a white labeled mobile advertising product that we paired with billboards as a retargeting tactic and we called it smart billboards. Local advertisers absolutely loved it because they got the big market reach with their billboards, uh, which ultimately unlocked efficiency in their mobile display ad campaigns consistently when local advertisers ran those two tactics together, we were seeing click-through rates on those mobile display ads 30 to 50% higher than without billboards. So it makes sense. The billboards were creating credibility, and that increased the likelihood someone was willing to click on one of those little picture ads, right? We knew they had seen the billboard for the same advertiser, and voila, after that, uh, there was a nonprofit that decided they were interested in uh, in billboards, uh, but not necessarily the, the low mobile display targeting. But they did give me access to Google Analytics. So it was kind of right after that, launching the smart billboards thing, there was a, a nonprofit came along and said, hey, we're interested in doing billboards, um, not necessarily the mobile piece of it, uh, the retargeting piece, but we will give you access to Google Analytics. So they ran on a network of digital bulletins and posters uh, throughout the market. And it was probably about two weeks in the campaign, I decided to check their website traffic in, in Google Analytics. And I was blown away. New visitors to the website were up. Website donations were up. The average size of the donations was up. And it was not up in just a little way. It was up 40, 50, 60% in some of these key metrics. And I immediately called the marketing director who informed me that this was their slow time of the year and that they only did the billboards because they had a little extra budget and wanted to do something nice. I sometimes kid that I'm a recovering digital marketer, but I'd never seen anything like this. I'd never seen a single tactic that was just like rocket fuel. Uh, a few weeks later, I, I made the switch over to the business development side, of Adam to at Adams to ultimately sell billboards. Uh, I later split tested two different creatives for an orthodontist on that same network of digital billboards. There was a you know kind of a, a debate about which creative was better, so we said, you know what, let's just run both of them. We'll run one for two weeks, we'll run the other for two weeks, and we'll see if one outperforms the other. And there was a very clear difference. One creative drove almost 40% more website traffic. That was important, not only to have the right creative up in the market, but because they were about to spend like $10,000 on production. Uh, So, And all of that is while I was still at Adams, uh, really before even going to one screen and then pioneering some really exciting stuff. While at one screen, uh, I saw how businesses like two-sided marketplaces often see some of the highest rates of new website user traffic of all advertisers on out of home. Yet, They don't necessarily see the same conversion rate increases that business-to-business or business-to-consumer brands do when they add out-of-home to the mix. I've seen an online retailer that sells high-end puppies take a bottom five performing market and turn it into a top three market in less than 30 days through the addition of of out-of-home and radio. They also ran markets with only radio. They chose control markets for all the scenarios and the out-of-home plus radio markets outperformed all other media mixes. We've seen cannabis brands optimize creative based on the deterministic pixel-based measurement and how direct placement out-of-home campaigns drive exposed visitation rates that are comparable to click-through rates of search engine marketing. What does that mean? Why does it matter? The exposed visitation rate for out-of-home is the equivalent of a click-through rate for digital ads online. It's the size of the captured audience who was exposed to the out-of-home ad campaign relative to the number of those people who went back to the website of the advertiser. In online terms, that's like click-through rate, which is the number of times an ad is served relative to the number of times it's clicked. Search engine marketing has long been considered one of the highest quality paid traffic sources a brand could use. It's the redirection of high-intent search behavior where someone is sitting down and typing in the thing they are looking for. Serve them a relevant ad, and bam, you're in consideration. On average, those search engine marketing click-through rates are in the 2 to 3% range, meaning that for every 100 searches, you're getting about 2 to 3 people to click on an ad and go to their site. And when you measure exposed visitation for out-of-home on a direct placement campaign, the exposed visitation rates are in that same 2 to 3% range. That's crazy. When you consider that the Google search ads are based on someone actually looking for you versus the out-of-home campaign being generally audience or interest-based, The value of that visitor who's not only intrigued and interested by your brand, but is also eager to seek you out after seeing you in the real world buyer's journey. That's an incredibly valuable visitor. That's an incredibly powerful story to be able to tell an advertiser. But it may or may not be the right one to tell depending on the scenario. And that's what I see most frequently wrong about out-of-home measurement. That publishers, agency, whoever is just saying, here's what we measured. Look how awesome it did. Versus asking the question, what do you want to measure? See, measurement really starts during the client needs analysis stage. It starts with asking great questions, specifically about the business's unit economics. It's something that I rarely see or hear anyone do. Uh, I don't know if it's because of a lack of education about the types of questions to ask or appreciating the importance of understanding your advertiser's business intimately, but it is the lowest hanging fruit for telling a better measurement story. See, measurement really starts during the client needs analysis stage. It starts with asking great questions, specifically about the business's unit economics. It's something that I rarely see or hear anyone do. I don't know if it's because of a lack of education about the types of questions to ask or uh, appreciating the importance of understanding your advertiser's business intimately. But it's the lowest hanging fruit for telling a better measurement story. Unfortunately, here's what I see too often at the end of a campaign. Uh, publisher says, hey, here's what we measured. Look at how well it worked. And then confusion for everyone when the brand sees no value and doesn't renew or just goes to you outright. Worse, though, is the cousin of here's what we measured, which is the basically we're the only reason you're even in business measurement report. Uh, let me read you in. When you take all of the credit, as if the business would cease to exist if they didn't include your tactic, you lose all credibility. I was recently on a meeting with a very popular place-based media network and their team all but claimed credit for millions of visitors in foot traffic lift for a national chain. There's no pre-COVID comparison, no relative basis or control markets. And it got even worse when we started to ask questions about the methodology and how impressions were calculated. You see, when you take all the credit, you better be prepared to back it up and have an absolute lockdown case. Instead, I recommend taking a holistic approach to measurement. And I found that's what really serious advertisers are looking for. Savvy marketers know that no measurement is perfect, but they do understand that they need to analyze multiple signals with variable values to create a directionally accurate picture of their marketing performance. These are the types of brands that you want to ask uh, ask them about their business, ask them about how they make money, about whether or not there are supply chain issues that are challenged to their business. Because when you understand those elements of their business, it allows you to do two things. One, it allows you to prescribe a measurement methodology that makes sense for the campaign objective, makes sense for the advertiser, makes sense for long-term success. And two, it allows you to quantify the value of what you're able to measure. We've all seen that sales lift stat. Brand X saw a 73% sales lift. Okay, but what's it worth? What does it mean? Does it mean that, hey, we were selling 100 widgets and now we're selling 173? If so, what's the incremental value of those 73 new sales? Does it offset the advertising expense? If not, is that a strategic choice the brand is willing to accept to acquire customers at a loss with offline media because it's less of a loss than their online tactics or whatever the circumstance might be? Speaking of online tactics, how does adding out of home or other offline media affect the performance of your online tactics? Maybe you've heard of the one plus one equals three effective out of home, but it's actually quantifiable. It's a real thing. You just have to know where to look. Is your website converting better? Are email open rates higher? Is SMS performing better in the market where you have out of home than where you don't? It's a mistake to measure out of home in a vacuum. Uh, and I'll say it again it's not one size fits all. You can approach it that way, sure. But if you're looking for brands that will continue to invest confidently and in scale, then they're usually looking for a partner who's invested in doing that with them and is going to require going beyond the cookie cutter approach. How about brand lift surveys? It's potentially the greatest uh, disservice to anyone ever, not because they're not valuable, but because no one's going the additional step of quantifying the impact. That's the theme of this episode, I guess, quantifying the impact. Did you know that the number one brand in the category is typically three times more profitable than the number three company in the same category? But The number two company? Well, they're half as profitable as the number three. So how much is it costing your business to get stuck in the middle? How valuable does a brand lift study become when you find out that the primary driver of top of mind awareness is frequency of purchase? pretty darn valuable and we're doing advertisers a disservice by not extending the conversation beyond here's what we can measure okay it's a lot of me waxing poetic for effect so let's get tactical here's how to get started start by asking what do you want to measure most advertisers are going to fall into one of two buckets bricks or clicks that is a brick and mortar brand that wants to drive foot traffic or an online brand that wants to drive website traffic bricks or clicks next ask how they measure their other marketing against those objectives this step is essential it's the echo echo back what they just told you to make sure you understand and that they know you understand if you don't understand ask more questions so that you do if you do these couple of things, you'll already be ahead of the majority of folks who just flash open their trench coat like here's what we can measure. Ha! If you ask these types of questions, you'll start to understand how the tools in your toolbox may apply to the use case. Out of home is a full funnel medium and thus the format matters. Creative messaging should match the format and its place in the funnel. Large format roadside, let that be your brand's anchor message. It's your authority and credibility builder. With a place-based digital kiosk outside the Whole Foods, it's a middle funnel tactic and placement. Start layering in that consideration messaging. You may have heard about Google's four key micro moments. That those are the moments in the modern buyer's journey where brands are trying to win hearts and minds. These are the moments when we want to know something, go somewhere, do something, or buy something. It's looking for a recipe or signing up for a cooking class. It's going to the food truck festival or finally making reservations for that great new spot in town. The messaging for these moments are top consideration and are applicable to any level of the funnel, but become particularly important in those one-to-few and one-to-one moments in the real world buyer's journey. So consider the context, the time and the place of where the ad is being experienced. Is the time and place likely to yield conversion? Is it even appropriate to be making an offer? Or is it more likely to be an engaging branding opportunity and thoughtful moment along the way? Out-of-home measurement is kind of like a layer cake in that way. On the bottom layer, you have the block and tackle stuff, proof of performance photos to make sure your ads are, are up and running during the times and dates you expect them to be. And from there, it's reach, frequency, impressions. This gives you a base to build upon, knowing what was delivered and when it was delivered. From there, there's a middle layer. That middle layer is really the stuff that the brand knows best, their own internal sources of truth. For some, this may be Google Analytics. For others, it may be Google My Business, depending on what their objective is, web traffic or foot traffic. For others, it may be some custom dashboard that analyzes all of their media against sales and lead volume. I've even worked with brands that were solely interested in analyzing their store sales volume of specific SKUs in the markets they're advertising in, in comparison to some other segment of the retail footprint. This is the directional feedback that is our responsibility to educate brands on and be partners in. Educating on how to look for lifts and phone call volume or requests for directions or how to parse out new user acquisition and improved conversion rates in the markets where out of home is running. Middle layer is that great directional feedback from the brand's own data. And lastly, if you have those two things all firing, then you can add in attribution. That is the deterministic elements. Deterministic measurements are things like pixels and potentially even in some cases, QR codes uh, in the right application. We could do an entire episode on pixels alone. But the basic premise here is to capture an exposed audience to the out-of-home campaign, place a pixel on the advertiser's website, and to observe for people who see the ad and come back to the site. You can also use this to measure specific behaviors on the website, like purchase activity, or even inside of mobile apps, if you're a brand with some sort of app objective, like downloads or usage, you can also use that same exposed audience to measure against a brick and mortar point of interest for foot traffic attribution. So this is really like last click for out of home, if you will, it can be really useful for comparing the performance of specific networks and formats. But it can also be misleading if you're using it to measure the performance of a single billboard, because it's really looking at the last ad exposure versus the holistic exposure to a campaign. We've also got QR codes, which seem to consistently come up, and personally, I don't think they're a good way to measure out-of-home performance. I do think they're a great way to shorten the buyer's journey and connect the audience to the ad. I've seen QR perform extremely well as a tactical conversion mechanism with a general consumer product and a great offer in one-to-one settings like Rideshare TV and on point-of-sale screens and convenience stores. And we've all seen huge QR code drone shows that go viral, gets tons of buzz just for the off factor. QR is a conversion mechanism. That's all. It's not a measure of whether out-of-home works. But you could say it's a measure of whether or not your brand is interesting or relevant more than anything. This feedback can be factored into your measurement layer cake and considered as a valuable data point with lots of insight. For QR codes, I really like flow code because they are able to actually attribute things like website sales to the visitors who scanned the QR code, which is not something that was previously available. Above all, the most important part of the measurement conversation is being able to quantify the impact. That's less about the tools at your disposal than it is about asking great questions during discovery and being a partner in understanding how the advertiser's business makes money and what they care about measuring. If you're looking for good places to get started in understanding more of the measurement conversation, I personally recommend starting with the Google Analytics certification. It's probably the best free resource, regardless of your level of familiarity or sophistication for getting a baseline and speaking marketing measurement. And that's the measurement primer. I, I really wanted to get this all out in one place. Um, with the different things that you can measure the, the, the you know framework to think about measurement through. So I hope that you found this to be valuable. Uh, if you are one of the many growing companies in and out of home, please head over to 0 and post your job openings for free. This is a little side project. I cover the hosting fee on it each month so I really encourage you to take advantage of it. Post a job, look for a job. Either way, head over to 0 Live hungry, stay full. I'll see you next time.